Hi everyone, welcome to the first interview on the channel. Today we're joined by Kev Ramon and he's currently on day 157 of eating nothing but watermelon. Now that may seem mad for most of you, but to me that just sounds amazing. So I just want to let Kev introduce himself because he'll do himself more justice than I can do. So Kev, can you just introduce yourself a little bit, just a little story, what led you to do the cleanse and yeah, just your journey so far for the people. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. And uh, before I get into that, you know, I just want to say thank you for having me on. And uh, it's an honor to be your first guest on on the channel. Um, yeah. So I've been living as a fruitarian for about four years. Um, it's a slow transition getting to this point. But how I got to this path, you know, it just came from me learning about what I was eating. You know, it, it came from just reading labels, reading the ingredients and everything I was eating and drinking. And just one by one, I just started eliminating things because everything I was consuming, it had something in it that was linked to some sort of disease, cancer, heart disease, diabetes, like, so uh, over, over a course of years, I just eliminated things one by one until I ended up at fruit. And it was just fruit was the only thing, like there was really no other options for me with a goal or, you know, striving to being in excellent health, you know, understanding that we don't ever have to be sick. We don't ever have to have cancer or diabetes. We don't have to pass away suffering or with some sort of disease. You know, we can pass away whenever that time comes in excellent health and it could be a very comfortable transition and peaceful, right? Knowing this, I want that. I don't want to suffer. I don't want to ever be sick. I don't like being sick. I haven't been sick in a lot of years. And so fruit was the only way. That's the conclusion I arrived at. And, um, you know, throughout my journey as a fruitarian, um, I've done a year of nothing but fruit, just a variety of different fruits. Um, but what I ended up discovering was I, I was still very much addicted to the bullshit that I was eating. You know, even when I was eating vegan, it was the same. You know, that stuff was the same as, hmm. excuse me, the standard American diet. Because when I start looking at the ingredients in that, like, sure, it tastes amazing. It tastes amazing. And for a period of time, I thought I was doing better, but I really wasn't because the same chemicals that's in that stuff, the same poisons that's in that, that's in the standard American diet, they're all linked to disease. It's all linked to cancer and different types of heart disease and diabetes and all these different other ailments. So I had to leave that alone. But I was addicted. I was addicted to salt. I was addicted to... Whew, I was addicted to dairy. Mm. 
Although, you know, the dairy addiction, I had beat, but vegan has their own version of dairy, which was just, I don't know if I would say just as addictive, but definitely addictive. I had to deal with that. And starches, starches was a big one. You know, mm. just the breads. You know, bread is vegan, but bread is addictive. Starches are addictive. And I was getting, you know, my starch fixed through vegan pizzas and vegan chips and, you know, different things. And so I had to deal with those addictions. Those addictions wouldn't allow me to live a fruitarian lifestyle. They wouldn't allow me to stay on all fruit because if I had a day, it didn't even have to be a bad day. You know, if I was just sitting at the house and I was bored, I would want to go get something vegan to eat because it made me feel better, you know? And so we're not supposed to eat to feel better though. You know, it's, it's, that's the same reason people do drugs to feel better and mm -hmm. food doesn't make you feel better. Food doesn't have that type of effect on you. Food doesn't release dopamine and those pleasure chemicals in your brain. You know, I, I've discovered that food, that's the difference between food and products that are not food. You know, I like to just, sometimes I just call them drugs because yeah. that's what a and lot of that clarify, shit is. Just to clarify, you're talking about real food being fruit. Food is fruit. Food has seeds, you know, and, you know, I'm not a religious guy. I'm not about to get religious or anything like that. I don't belong to any religion, but the Bible is one of my favorite books. And, you know, in the Bible, whatever you believe, God or whatever, you know, what we were given to eat contained seed. And the wisdom in that is we could eat and then we could take the seed and plant so we would have more to eat and we would never run out of food if we followed that. It's super <laughs> simple, right? So if it doesn't have, this is where I'm at with it. You know, I'm not telling no one else, you know, this is how you should believe or anything like that. If it doesn't have a seed, I don't want to eat it, you know? And if it doesn't have a seed, we're not supposed to eat it. And you can eat it if you want, I've eaten it most of my life, but when you know better, you do better. And I know better now. So I had to deal with those addictions. And that's why I started my watermelon journey. Today is 157 days. And um, I began it wanting to break all these addictions that I had, you know, because when I did my year of fruit, I never, I didn't have any intentions on stopping that. I didn't want to stop at a year. I just couldn't resist the cravings any longer. Like throughout that year, I was dealing with cravings. Like I was dealing with real cravings, like a drug, like a real drug addict, you know, especially to dairy. Like I, that one, that was just, that was one of my toughest battles. And I don't know if you're familiar with this or not, but cheese has been compared to heroin as having similar effects on your brain it's the uh i believe it's a protein called i believe it's called casomorphin or something like that 
but there's yep. a protein that's released in the production of cheese that it's even been said that it's as addictive as heroin. Yeah, I can I mean, believe it because the hormones in the cheese, like it's, it's going to be addictive, isn't it? It's going to have an emotional it is pull. Probably, it is definitely one of the most addictive substances on the planet. Like I had mm. like the, un I hear a lot of people say they're addicted to like sugar, like the unnatural sweeteners. That wasn't an issue for me because fruit filled that void. Like there was never like a, I never missed it because fruit is sweet. You know, I was eating sweet things and fruit is sweet. So that took care of that. There was nothing for dairy. I mean, the vegan things, like I said before, but um, that's not good for you either. No. You know, no. That, that cheese was rough. It was rough. You know, um, so yeah, you know, I started this watermelon to break that, you know, once I, I had to go through a process of just, you know, coming to realize that I had real addictions. Like I was really a drug addict, addicted to drugs that they're putting in the things that I'm eating. Yeah. I had to deal with that. And so I was freed from my addictions on my first day of doing this watermelon, you know? Wow. But um, through that process of shadow work that I did prior to the watermelon, I discovered I was an emotional eater. I didn't know that about myself. I didn't even realize that I ate to feel better. The mm. only reason I was eating was to feel better. It was all emotional addiction is emotional, you know? And then I discovered there was, there was a presence of ungratefulness involved in my addiction. Because if I'm really happy and at peace with the present moment, if I'm really content and thankful for the present moment, there's no need to try to improve it. There's no need to chase after a feeling or mm. to chase after pleasure. You can have it right now. You know, and so these things I discovered, I started the watermelon and the first day I was free. And that's how I've been able to do 157 days. And I haven't had any cravings at all. Like this is my first time living without any addictions. Like I have none, like just throughout my fruit experience, I've been freed from sexual addiction, the addictions to the dead animals and the unnatural sugars and the dairy, like all of that, the salts, the starches. Um, there's another one. There's another addiction in soy? there. Soy? No, no, not soy. It's not soy. It may come to me. If it comes to me, I'll say it. Yeah. But I just no thought, of, thought of it like a couple of days ago, like, man, I... I've been missing that one, mm. but yeah, I'm, very like, true. I'm like the thing that like the incredible thing about fruit is it's an, it's a complete detox. It helps you complete. It helps you detox completely, not just physically, but I'm dealing with sexual addictions while on fruit. I didn't even know that I was addicted to sex like all my life. 
I had no idea. Like, I just thought it was normal. And it's like, it's just like man shit to, you know, be able to get all these girls and have sex with them. And, you know, it's just being a man. That's, that's how I grew up. Like, that's what I, you know, that's what a man was in my environment. You know, I never saw anything wrong with it. But fruits, being on fruits, exposed that to me. Right? Like, no, you have real addictions. And I became, I probably, I've probably been celibate for about two years. Definitely in that area. And I learned so much about myself when I stopped having sex. Like, I, I had no idea how much sex, like, controlled my life and, the de and just my decisions. Like, everyday decisions. You know, like every so much of my life was inspired by just me hoping to get laid, you know, yeah. me trying to make, you know, me trying to present myself in the best way possible with that one goal in mind. You know, that was it. You know, mm -hmm. so it, I mean, it feels so good to be free from that and from yep. all these other addictions. So just to just to clarify so you were on fruit for a year prior to the watermelon and you couldn't free yourself of the addictions just on fruit alone in that first year you needed a more powerful cleanse that being the watermelon and then on the first day of the watermelon you notice like instant freeing of of those kind of addictions is that correct yeah, that's, a, that's a good recap and wow. I, 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 uh, I like how you pointed that out because I never noticed that. But yeah, like fruits, they exposed, they helped to reveal the addictions, right? Mm. But just eating a variety of fruits, that never, you know, I never got free from them, you know? And I, I like you just pointed that out. I never noticed that. So I'd have to meditate on that. And, you know, just kind of explore that. But um, when I started the watermelon, I know, you know, the variety of fruits. I, I mean, I was still eating for pleasure. You know, I was still eating for pleasure and I would mix fruits. You know, I was doing a lot of mixing. And that's something that I that I have no intentions on doing it anymore. Yep. You know, how I've been just eating watermelon, you know, they call it mono eating or mono yep. fruit. You know, this, this is a lifestyle for me now because I, I see the power in it. Just eating one thing at a time. I also see the power in mixing things and how it causes addiction. I read that first. I first read the only place I've read this was in Arnold Herrett's, Arnold Herrett's book, The, the Mucusless diet. Healing Diet System. Yeah. I remember reading him say that like some years ago, and it was so powerful because it was like, that's it. Like, I knew it. I knew it. You know, I just noticed how it's like being a scientist. You can mix certain things together, and it'll trigger certain feelings or emotions and I was really good to that good with that because I've always eaten things in combinations 
Like I would never eat just one thing at a time. Like when I was, you know, like way back in my toxitarian days, I would pair things like cookies with chips, with dip, right? And it was a formula. I couldn't just eat one. I had to eat all three in a specific order. And it triggered a feeling. And it was like religious the way I did it. Like everything I ate was like that. A specific order. And it would not fluctuate. You know? And it would, it would I guess, give me the maximum pleasure. And so it's yeah. the same with fruits. I, I would notice there's certain, even, not even just fruits, because before I did the the year of fruit, I was raw for a period of time, right? So I would mix dates with pumpkin seeds. That was, that combination for me, it did the same thing, right? It just made me feel good. Yeah. So I realized the power of combining what we eat in the positive sense and the negative sense, or in a way that that's uh, beneficial. Well, I can't even say it's beneficial at all. I, you know, that's that's strictly for pleasure when we do that. Like whatever you eat, you should be able to eat one thing at a time and enjoy it, and that should be enough. So I have, you know, mono fruit for life. You know, that's that's where I'm at with it. Yeah, I agree. I definitely think we're addicted to stimulation, myself included. On days where I mix fruits, things like that, I definitely feel the digestive load. I feel worse. And like you say, I, I realize how emotionally attached to the food I am, like the pleasure of combining these flavors. And like you say, once you get good enough quality fruit, you can eat it on its own, a mono meal, and you really enjoy it. Like I'm, I sometimes eat honeydew melons for breakfast, just a couple of them. And my dad said to me earlier today, oh, melon again today, don't you get bored of it? And I was saying, no, because once you've got a nice tasting fruit, how it's supposed to taste, you can eat it effortlessly forever. It's just, you really see how quality impacts it. And I think a lot of people don't like to mono eat because they're eating maybe underripe fruit or they're not getting nice fruit. So on that, on that note, what throughout your 157 days, the majority of your fruit, your melon, has it been organic? Has it been conventional, seeded, seedless? What's your take on that? Do you think there's like a big difference? Have you tried both? And uh, what would you recommend for people if they can't get seeded or if you can't organic? Get... Okay, so I've tried seedless watermelon. Um, I would never eat that. It... And not because it's seedless, but because I don't like the way I feel when I look at it. Now, I just seen somebody post a picture of seedless watermelon a day, and it just don't look right to me. Like, there's something wrong with that. I just don't trust it. Um, but I have tasted it, and it tastes horrible to me. It don't even taste right. You know, so my journey... Like I've always, like, I've been on watermelon for some years. You know, I used to walk around with, like I would just cut 
a watermelon in half. Take half, take a spoon, and leave. And just go through my day, walking around with half a watermelon, just eating it in the store shopping with half a watermelon in my arm, half a watermelon in my shopping cart. You know, I've been on the watermelon for a while, but I've never done it to this extent before, but it's always been seeded, you know? And um, whether, as far as how it, how it was grown, I don't know. Um, but they all come from farms. You know, I've been getting my, my melons from the farmer's market up until probably, I say one, two, I picked up three melons today and then I had two before that. So my last five melons came directly from the farm, you know, and two of them I harvested myself. And then the rest of them, I was there watching the farmer harvest them. And so those melons, I know what, you know, based on what he told me, you know, they're grown in a, in a protected environment and they use no chemicals of any kind whatsoever. You know, so that's actually better than organic because organic mm -hmm. produce is allowed certain, you know, pesticides and chemicals, you know, um, they're just not allowed to be synthetic, like conventionally grown um, produce. Um, and there is a difference, but these last five I've gotten are better than organic. Um, and so the ones previously, I don't know. I can't say whether they use chemicals or not on them. Um, but they've all been good. And I feel comfortable with watermelon because of the rind, you know, like that, that thick protective covering, you know, I'm more leery of fruits that don't have like a protective shell or covering to them, you know, like strawberries, for example, are, are on that list of dirty dozen. And if you don't, if you're not familiar with the dirty dozen it's the list of most heavily sprayed and chemically yeah. treated produce. And I think strawberries yeah. is like number one on that list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I so try to strawberries, I always get organic when I buy strawberries. And I love strawberries. But I, I won't buy conventional strawberries. You know, they have to be organic. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. So, if someone maybe like yourself, they feel they've got these addictions, maybe physical, mental, emotional, or they feel like they need a powerful cleanse just to revitalize their life. Would you recommend just if they can get their hands on any watermelon, that's the best place to start. But what if just say they can't get watermelon, it's not in season anymore. What's something else you'd recommend? Like a What's a mono okay, cleanse so you'd recommend? You did ask me that question and a question I didn't answer it, but if you can't get seeded watermelon, I would recommend doing another fruit. Okay. I would recommend just skipping the watermelon. You know, I don't know, like people say there's like like a special something special about watermelon. I, I don't see it like that, you know? For example, grapes are more, more astringent than watermelon is, right? And there's like a lot of cases of people that have healed themselves of cancer eating just grapes, 
you know, there's a book called The Grape Cure. I believe her name yeah. is Johan Brandt. And, you know, she tells her story of how she, like, completely healed of cancer just from eating grapes. And this is years after going to hospital after hospital after hospital after hospital after treatment after treatment after treatment after treatment and nothing worked she only got worse and i don't remember how she got hip to grapes but she got hip to grapes and just ate nothing but grapes and it was gone the cancer was completely gone after a short period of time like we're not talking about years we're talking about months so, you know, I mean, for me, it was like a toss up in the beginning between watermelon and grapes. And the only reason I went with watermelon is because I hadn't had watermelon. You know, watermelon was out of season. This was, you know, we're coming into the spring months. And I had already been calling the farmer's market asking if they had any watermelon, you know. And one day I called and it just happened to be around the time where I was considering starting this watermelon journey. They had it. I was excited. I went in there and got it. You know, like grapes, yeah. you get grapes year round. Now to the seedless fruits, I've, I've never had seeded grapes before. I've only had seedless, like seeded grapes. Like, that's just what I know. I don't even, I, I've never even tasted a seeded grape before. So through the winter, like seedless fruits are available like all year round. Like if I mm -hmm. were to eat seedless watermelon, I could do this for a year because I'll always be able to get seedless watermelon. So like through the winter months, I was, I would eat grapes. You know, that, you know, one of the fruits I was eating, you know, so when the watermelon came back in season, that's where I was going. So that's yeah. how I chose watermelon over grapes, but all fruits are powerful. You know, if you're, if you're transitioning from the standard American diet to fruit, you already win it. It don't matter what fruit you eat. You could just be eating bananas. Like you are winning because excellent health is more about elimination. It's more about what you don't eat than it is what you do eat. Because fasting is a very powerful tool, which involves not eating at all. You know, and if you think about it, like when you get sick, your body, your body automatically goes into this mode of healing where it takes away your appetite. You know, you're not supposed to eat. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the body's natural way of healing through abstinence of eating. So less is more. You know, if you're eating dead animals and you cut that out, you're winning. It don't matter. Like the fruit that you know, that don't really matter. You know, it's, it's just about stop poisoning yourself because that's the only reason we get sick. 
We don't get sick because we don't eat fruit. We get sick because we poison ourselves with the things we do eat. You know, we eat things that are not even food. Like the average person, everything they eat every day is poisonous and linked to some sort of disease and linked to not even just, I mean, like linked to a lot of diseases. You know, if you read the label on the back of anything you eat, you'll see, you'll see poisons in there that increase your risk of getting several different diseases. You know, there's some things that increases your risk of getting cancer, heart disease, and diabetes, all in one product. This is not food. This is poison. Man cannot make food. Food grows in nature. Food grows on trees, bushes, vines, and out the ground. Food is not produced in a factory. Food does not involve scientists and lab coats putting together this chemical with that chemical and then testing it on rats and seeing how excited they look and then putting it in some sort of product to sell to you so you can get excited when you eat it and get addicted and now you're a drug addict and the only reason behind it is so they can make money. Right, because these manufacturers of, of these products that they sell us as food that's not food, they're in business to make money. And they can't make money if they're not selling their product. So they have to make it as addictive as possible for you to buy it. That's the whole game. And they don't care if you get cancer or diabetes, heart disease or have a heart attack or a stroke or lose your memory. Like they don't care. They don't care. So, but they're not supposed to, right? Are they supposed no. to care about us? Like no. we don't care about them, right? They're in business to make money, but our health is our responsibility. We should care for that. It's nobody else's responsibility to care about our health, you know? And so if you don't care enough to pay attention to what you eat, to what you put in your body, you just don't, look, no disrespect, you don't deserve to be healthy if you don't care enough to pay attention to what you put in your body. Like you deserve to be sick. And that's what's gonna happen if you don't change. Mm. Yeah, I think you touched on some very good points there, especially the less is more approach because Arnold Eric, he's spoken about it. And like you say, it's not sexy, it's not glamorous, you know, because it's free. It's fasting or reducing a digestive load and letting the body heal and recover. It's free. It's not in a packet. It's not sold by a big corporation. So it doesn't make profits. So that's important. And also, like you say, your health is your responsibility. And I completely agree. But I would say some people probably saying when they hear that, oh, that's all good and well, but, you know, my family, they're going to think I'm a weirdo or, you know, I haven't got a supportive environment. It's not the right time. What would you say to people who say this lifestyle is restrictive or too problematic? How would you, how would you give them advice? What would you say to them if they're coming up with these excuses or thoughts, which is purely natural, but what would you say to that? 
Well, I've had people say that to me, and I've told them that that's bullshit. And that's complete bullshit. Your health is your responsibility. Like, who gives a fuck what other people think about your health? Like, that shit don't even make sense to me. Like, who gives a fuck if people talk? Like, who gives a fuck? It's your health. Like, you mean you gonna just continue to poison yourself just so you could fit in with other people? You don't deserve to be healthy because you care more about what they say than you do over your health. That means you value people's opinions more than you value your health. So you don't deserve health. And these are just opinions. These people that say this, I go through it. Everybody goes through it. They don't know what they're talking about. Period. It's different if they're telling you the truth. But they're believing lies. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Why would you listen to that? Like, that don't make no sense to me. Like, I don't yeah. give a fuck what anybody think. I'm taking care of me. You know, my mom, like, I get it on social media all the time. People talk about you too skinny. Uh, you look frail. You look like you're about to die. You look like you're about to pass out. You look sick, blah, 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 blah. You need a steak. You need a burger. You need. I don't give a fuck about none of that. I know what I'm doing is right. Like, I feel incredible. And at the end of the day, I'm the one that got to live with the decisions I make. They don't. If I poison myself to the point where I have cancer now, what they going to do? They can't do nothing. Mm. I don't give a fuck what people say. Like, why, why do you? Like, why do you? Yeah, this is a lonely path. I'm not going to say lonely because I never feel lonely. But I will say it was a process of me getting to this point. And I have felt lonely in the past. And I'm talking about not even being on the fruit. You know, I've always lived a different life. Just because I've always been more spiritual than the people around me. You know, I've always been like really serious about spiritual things. So that... That alone isolated me, you know. Um, and I mean, that's, that's just the way it is. You got to choose your path, you know. It's just like, uh, what's that? It's a verse. Narrow is the way that leads to life. And few there be that find it. Broad is the way that leads to destruction. And many there are on that path. And that's what it is. If you're going the same way everybody else going, you're going the wrong way. Period. So over the years, I've learned to, well, one, I've learned that I'm never alone. So I can never be lonely. There's an entire spiritual world going on inside of me. Are you like, we all hear it, right? We all, we may not be aware that it's there, but we hear conversations up here, like within what we call thoughts, 
You know, most of the time we think we're thinking, we're actually listening. Like, what is that talking? What is that constantly talking? There's a whole world to explore. So I spend a lot of time in that world. I spend more time in that world than I do in this physical world. I identify more with the spiritual world than I do in this physical world because everything in this world is a lie. Nothing in this world is real. Everything in this world is temporary and nothing is as you see it. You know, so I just don't spend a lot of time here. Right, so I can't say you won't ever feel lonely. That's part of the process. You're supposed to go through that. But what well, I mean, what? Your health isn't worth that? See, my health was my health is worth whatever. Whatever the price I gotta pay, I'ma pay it for my health. And if health is not that valuable to you, then you know, it's just not. You know, I'm mm -hmm. not knocking anybody. And I hope it never sounded like I am, but you know, it's whatever, whatever you want to do. I'm just, for me, there's nothing more important than your health while you're in this body. I don't want to be in this body suffering and sick. You know, I'm 52 and I can still do everything I could do when I was 25. And that doesn't ever have to change. And I don't want it to change. I don't want to fucking walk around with a walker or a cane. I want to fucking go back to being in diapers because I'm constantly shitting on myself and peeing on myself. You know, like my, my mom is in diapers. You know, I look at people. I look at other people around me and just see what their experience is just from eating the shit that they eat. I don't want that experience. I don't have to have that. So I'm choosing not to have it. You know, and that's a choice that you make every day, meal by meal. Every time somebody talks shit, you making a choice. Do you still care about your health? Or do you care more about what they saying? I still care more about my health. Fuck what they saying. Like, yeah. I don't think nobody get it more than me. Well, no. Bobby Smith gets it more than me. <laughs> he gets it more than me. There's a couple people, but I get it a lot too, though. I get it a lot. I just ignore yeah. it. You know, if you don't give it attention, it doesn't have any power. You know, you could take your power away or you could strip everything that people say. You can strip it of its power completely just by ignoring it. You don't have to give it attention. And that's a choice in itself, right? For you to listen to somebody's negative comment about what you're doing with your life and to even consider it, that's a choice. And so I just don't experience those things. In fact, you know, even just like within my family, you know, yeah, there was talks, there was blah, blah, blah. But I'm inspiring people too. Like my little brother has been inspired. Like he did a week on fruit. Just he just been watching me. He was inspired to do this. And I've noticed just when I go over their house, every time I go over there, 
Like he eats more fruit now just from observing me than he ever did before. You know? And so can't be concerned about what people think. You got to figure out what's, in, what's really important to you. You know? And you just go after it. And you can't just, you just, you just got to refuse to be distracted by people's worthless ass opinions. That's what I would say. I would try yeah. to shorten it though. Preach. <laughs> For sure. I definitely think you've got to lead the way. Like you say, just be the example and then people will follow and live your own truth. Because there's a lot of lies. There's a lot of myths. And like you say, the narrow path is often, you know, the, the best path. You go the opposite direction to the masses and you'll usually find yourself in optimal health, mental, emotional, physical. If you do the opposite, you'll usually be way better off. If you want different results to other people, you have to take different actions, don't you? If you don't want to end up obese, you know, depressed, things like that, then just do the opposite. It sounds simple, but no, it, it is, is simple. Yeah. It is. Simplicity is often overlooked, but that's something I liked about you initially that drew me to this was the fact that you were working out with the watermelon because a lot of people would say, well, where do you get your protein? Maybe not my audience, but the masses, they'd say, where do you get your protein? You're going to waste away calories. So how have you been working out? How have you been exercising on this? And what do you say in response to the calorie model the protein model and yeah like when people say how are you doing this on melon what would you say to that and so yeah your current workout routine like the benefits you've experienced with your exercise and what you'd say about the protein myths and things like that well i i can't even tell you how many times i've heard that what about protein i had no idea that 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 was so infused in the minds of so many people, you know, but it's big. It's, it's really big and it's all lies. It's all bullshit. You know, anything that mainstream society teaches you about health is a lie. It's bullshit. It goes back to making money. You know, these people that are in these, this, what I call the sick care industry, again, it's business. These people don't care about you. They're not there to care about you. They're there to make money and they make lots of money and they make it off of sick people. So if you're not sick, they don't work. So the pharmaceutical industry like they've influenced like all the information that you hear about dietary guidelines, nutritional needs, all of it, all mainstream information. It's all influenced by that industry, by the sick care industry. You know, they put the curriculums in the colleges and the schools and, you know, for the medical doctors or, you know, the students that are in school to become doctors. You know, this information is designed 
to help you get sick. They're not teaching you how to be healthy. They're teaching you how to be sick. When they teach you that you need X amount of grams of protein per body weight, they're teaching you how to be sick. They're not teaching you how to be healthy because you don't need protein from outside sources. Your body makes protein from amino acids and fruits have an abundance of amino acids. You eat fruit, the body will make whatever protein it needs, which is very little. You know, like when you think about like the, the amount of protein in breast milk, I think it's like 3% or something. It's yep. a very low number. But mainstream society, dietary guidelines, they tell us we need about a gram of protein. No, it's a half, around a half a gram of protein per body weight, per pound of body weight. Yeah. About a half a gram per pound of body weight. And you don't. Like these industries all feed off one another and help one another. Right? So where you get this protein from? From dead animals. They literally got people eating dead animals for protein. Right? But where do the animals get their protein from? Cows eat grass. Cows don't eat other cows. You know? Cows don't eat dead animals. They eat grass. You know, so if they get their protein from plants, then why don't you? And then another thing you got to understand about protein is the protein that a cow needs is going to be different from the protein that a human needs. It's not the same. We have totally different nutritional needs. A cow is 2,500 pounds. A human is what, 150, 175? Average? It's not going to be the same. And just as the cow's body makes protein from what it eats, so does our bodies. So any protein that we feed from outside sources, it's unnecessary. You know, you just give your body the building blocks for protein and let your body do what it's designed to do. You know, now people like to, I don't understand the protein myth at all. Like it, there's a lot there to speak on. Like, you know, on a, on a different side of it, you know, a lot of people, you know, like people still focus on protein. I don't focus on protein at all. I don't focus on anything. I don't even pay attention to nutrition. Like, I don't pay attention to none of that. Because if you eat what you're supposed to eat, you don't have to. You know, there's no other species in nature that has dietary guidelines or a, a food pyramid chart with everything. I need this many grains and this much calcium and this many fats and this many of this and this many calories. Only humans do that. But we don't have to do that either. If we eat what we're supposed to eat, like it's really that simple. Yeah. You know, there's no other species in nature concerned about protein or calories or fats or oils or like none of this shit. For sure. And just quickly, what, I don't want to disrupt your flow, but 
in terms of exercise so most people would say you obviously need the protein for the recovery so what have you experienced with your exercise journey since being on the melon i've been recovering better from my exercise than i did when i was eating the dead animals and the protein because i used to have a lot of lactic acid buildup and when i would work out like i would be especially if i would get out the routine you know and say maybe you know a month or two went by and um when i when i last worked out and i go back to work out again like i would be so sore like mm. my arms would be so sore i could not straighten them out like they would literally hurt like hurt and uh i don't experience none of that i don't like i don't have recovery times like my recovery is in between sets when I'm winded, you know, just catching my breath, you know, and I practice breathing through my nose, breathing in and out through my nose. So, you know, it's, it's harder to catch your breath when you do that versus, excuse me, breathing through your mouth. Mm. But um, I work out regularly, you know, um, I focus more on body weight training, um, but I do weight training, too. Um, and, uh, I, I really like calisthenics. I do yoga too, because flexibility is important. I just bought a course today, uh, that, that focuses on range of motion of your different body parts. You know, it, it focuses on increasing your range of motion. That's super important. You know, the things people are focused on and working out, you know, they used to be my focus, but they're not no more. You know, a lot of our, our workout goals are ego inspired, you know, it's like, what the fuck you need to be able to bench 500 pounds for? Like, when are you ever going to need that much strength? What, when, like, you don't even need that, you know, it's all yeah. ego driven, you know, why do you need to be able to squat a thousand pounds for like, what are you doing? Like, what, what are you doing every day that you need to be able to squat them? Why do you need 21 inch arms? It's all ego driven and none of that is healthy. It's an unnatural lifestyle and you have to, you have to live an unnatural life. You have to eat in unnatural ways. You have to consume a lot of unnatural things. You know, them people are not natural. I'm all about being natural, you know, like, what they eat, all the supplements they take, all the poisons, everything they consume is poisonous. That's why they starting to die off really young. Yeah, you look great, but you're not gonna live long. You know, they're having heart attacks like Kali Muscle. You know, me and him got cool. Like I didn't know him on a personal level, you know, before this watermelon. And I met him through the watermelon and we've talked like quite a few times. I did a, a did a live with him before and um, he's been on my YouTube channel and he's watched my videos and been inspired and he had a heart attack. Totally changed his life. You know, he was, he was a bodybuilder, you know, he got his own supplement companies, you know, that heart attack changed everything. And he'll be the first to tell you, he never thought it would happen to him. No one ever thinks it'll happen to them until it happens to them. Mm -hmm. Like you don't got to play the fool though. You know, unnatural behaviors are gonna produce unnatural consequences. 
you know, so I'm on a natural path. I'm, I'm focused more on mobility. You know, I want to be able to move well, no joint pain, you know, just freedom, you know, and I don't have pain. I mean, you know, I have moments where, you know, I'll have the pain in the body somewhere and then it goes away. For the most part, I don't experience any bodily pain. And, you know, I could keep up with anybody, you know, you know, so I feel great. I go by that. You know, I don't go by how big my arms are, how big my chest is or, you know, although I do like the six pack, you know, I plan on keeping that. But, um, you know, and I'm not out, I'm not trying to be just a complete weakling, you know, but. I function how I need to function. You know, I'm not restricted in any way from being able to do anything I need to do. And I feel great in this body. So that's what's important to me. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think it's very important, like you say, finding that balance because we've got a warped perception with the uh, magazine cover, you know, the model, the big models when 200 pounds and bench pressing, God knows what. But then also you don't want to be a weakling because then people are going to be like, well, that guy just eats watermelon. He's a stick. He's That's why he's thin. He's wasting away. So I think it's good that you've got that balance where you're more functional. You've got the range of motion, but you've also got good body physique, a good muscle mass, and you're dispelling a lot of myths, a lot of the myths we've touched on. So I think that's really important for people to see that it is possible and like you say unnatural way of living is going to have unnatural results man isn't meant to be really big like you said and it's just finding that balance in that middle ground and it sounds like you're doing that and i like how you're going based off how you feel because a lot of people like you say it's ego it's based on society's expectations whereas you you're going based on how you feel and i assume you feel great that's why you're continuing this right absolutely yeah yeah, because most people would say, isn't it a bit extreme? Isn't it a bit boring? But I assume because you feel so great, you don't want to come off of this. Absolutely. I, I paid a ridiculous amount of money for these watermelon I got today. <laughs> you know, because I've, I've been enjoying this journey that much. Just, just be yeah. transparent to what I mean when I say ridiculous. I got three watermelon. I paid $80 for them. Wow. $80. Yeah. I was paying $9.99 per watermelon all for season. A big one. And that, that was for a big one, right? What what kind of weight? Oh, yeah. Like my average watermelon. All my, most of my, 90% of my watermelon when they were in season were around 30 pounds. Yeah, no, these watermelon, massive. like. I got one that's about 30, but the other two, 15 max, max. One of them look like it's about eight pounds. <laughs> one of them look like it's about eight pounds. So, yeah. so I didn't get three big ones. I got one big one and two little ones for $80. Wow. Just to put that in perspective. 
but I enjoy this journey. Like I, I literally was thinking this morning, like this is probably going to be my last day on this. And I was literally like, I was sad. Mm. Cause I'm like, I don't want it to end. You know, yeah. I've enjoyed it that much. So what, so yeah, for sure. So what's next for you then? What fruit or I assume you're going to go on a mono cleanse, another mono cleanse. So what's the next fruit for you? Yeah. Well, you know what? I don't see these as cleanses. Yeah. True. It's just, true. It's just how I eat, you know? Yeah. Um, but I do have a fruit box on the way, a, an exotic tropical fruit, fruit box. I actually have two because I ordered a, uh, say, I, I forget what it's called, but it's a pink pineapple. That's not the okay. name of it, but it's pink. It's a pink pineapple. Yeah. You know, I've heard. Huh? Yeah. So just quickly. I think Eli Martin made a video on it. If you've heard of Eli, I think he said that pineapple was GMO, but don't quote me on it. It may, it may still, it may be naturally occurring in nature. I'm not sure, but yeah, pink pineapple. Well, since you said that, I'm going to look into it. Um, yeah, yeah, just, I mean, that's, I can't imagine why like a fruit company like this would sell GMO fruits. No, you know, you'd hope not. Um, but I've heard that about a uh, watermelon though, you know, True. um, I went to South Carolina because they have a silver watermelon and oh. I wanted to try it. So I went to South Carolina just to try that silver watermelon. I stayed out there for a week oh, wow. and, um, I not only got to try the silver, but I got to try the yellow and the orange too, because oh. this was another farmer that I met that grows the watermelon himself. And, um, so I, I just bought them directly from him. And, uh, you know, I've heard they, you know, I heard people say that about the silver, you know, people don't know what they, I don't listen to people. Now no. I will listen enough to research what they say, but I just don't take what people say at face value and just run with it. And, uh, so like I said, you know, you saying that, I'm going to look into it. And if it's GMO, I just ain't going to fucking eat it. I'll send that shit back. Yeah. You know, but I yeah. ordered an extra pink pineapple. In the box I got, a pink pineapple comes in that box. And I ordered an, another one because I love pineapple. And pink? It's like, what? Oh, I got to try this. Yeah. You know. But, um... Yeah. So when I get done with this, that's what's next. I'm going to dig into that fruit box and I plan on going live and tasting, you know, some of these fruits because they're fruits that I've never had before. I've never seen. I, I can't even pronounce some of them, you know, never even heard of. They're fruits yeah. that I can't get here, you know. Uh -huh. So, you know, I, I like going live with new experiences like that. Cause I got a lot of, there's a lot of people that's been supporting me on my journey and encouraging and inspiring me. And I like to, sh I like for them to share in other experiences I have, you know, along this way. So, um, that's, that's the plan for that. And then after, I don't know, I might be on fruit boxes for a while. I don't know, but, um, a couple fruits that I definitely want to, want to eat are mango and avocado and i think it's a it's a big avocado in my fruit box too like the avocado here you know they're small 
Yeah, same here. You know, but the one in my box is giant. It's fucking huge. So I'm, man, I'm really um, excited about that and mangoes. You know, when I look through my Facebook memories, I have these pictures of mango and I'm just eating a mango over a bowl because it's so juicy. I got to eat it over a bowl because juice is just dripping. I love mangoes. Like, mangoes are so good. Yeah, same here. Man, eat the mango, and then you take the juice in the bowl, and you turn it up and drink the juice. So, yeah, I've been thinking about them, too. Yeah, I usually end up getting it all over my face as well, but that's part of it. <laughs> oh, man, it's, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. 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 It's interesting you say about avocados. Have you? Do you find them, because obviously the fattier fruits, they're quite dense, aren't they? Is that yeah. just like a temporary thing, like a temporary thing you want to experience again? Or is that something you're going to be like reincorporating more into your lifestyle and diet? Avocado would be more of like a treat. treat. Yeah. Yeah, because they are so fatty. Um, like I, I won't eat a lot of them, you know. Um, I love them. I love them. And, you know, I used to didn't. I used to hate them. I used to couldn't eat them. First time I tried an avocado, I spit it out. I couldn't even chew mm. it. Like, the texture was just, ugh. And, like, there was, like, no taste. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And just being on fruits, I developed a taste for them, and they, they became one of my favorite fruits. I love them. Like, I used to have to eat them with salt. And now I just, like, I just been eating them raw for, I don't know, like, however long it's been a while, you know? I love them. But, again, because they're so fatty, you know, I won't allow myself to, like, I could eat them back to back. <laughs> yeah. I can't eat many of them, though, because they fill me up quick, you yeah, know, but. Dense. Yeah, they're, they're, those would just be a, be a treat. My main focus are going to be on the high h302 fruits you know the yeah yeah for sure uh, yeah like you say as a treat they're good but i see a lot of people failing failing we'll call it on the raw vegan diet when they go too high fat you know they they indulge in the durians and the avocados every day loads of nuts and seeds like you say it's a good treat but it's just important to make that distinction for people if they're thinking of trying out this lifestyle. It's maybe not the best idea to overdo it with the avocados. You know what? That that reminded me earlier. I said there was another addictive thing, and I I didn't remember it at the time. Fats. Mm. Fats are addictive. Yes. For and sure. so um, that's another thing with avocados. I gotta watch. You know, and I was just looking at a like one of my memories this morning about where I was talking about pistachios. Ah, oh, yeah. They had me. Love those. I had to. I had to leave <laughs> them alone. Like I could literally eat them all day. Like I could do this. <laughs> yeah. I could do 157 days easy on pistachios. Like. It would be like, oh, it don't even make no sense that they're they that good. And they don't even have to be salted. Like the salted are even more addictive. But I was eating them raw. And I was buying them by the pounds. 
And like, I really would have to exercise self-control because I could eat several pounds in a day. Like, mm. it's ridiculous. So I don't like things that's that good like that. You know, and it's the fats. Yeah. You know, true. nuts are fatty. And like, honestly, I'm, I could easily get addicted to all of them. You know, cashews, um, peanuts, um, pistachios, almonds, even walnut, like all of them, macadamia, like all of them. Everyone I tried, you know, I, it could easily become an addiction and several of them have been. I was addicted to cashews. I had to leave them alone, you know, and just going through nuts, trying to find one that I could eat, you know, without being addicted to it. I couldn't. Even seeds. Now, seeds are different. Like, I could eat, say, like raw seeds with no salt. But as soon as you add salt to them, they become addictive. Yeah. So, but I like staying on the fruits. You know, I, 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 I choose fruit. I love this yeah. way. Me too. <laughs> Me too, man. Yeah. So, I want to be respectful of your time. So, I just want to end with 10 rapid fire questions. I've just got them on my phone here. So it's just gonna, the idea is just to answer as quick as you can, just based on intuition and not too much thought, but obviously the answers can be as long as you want, but the idea is just as quick as possible. Okay, okay. so number one, what's your favorite fruit? And I, I'm not supposed to think about it. That's hard, man. You know how many fruits came to my mind? <laughs> I don't have a, I, I, I can't say I have a favorite. That would be my okay. answer. I don't have well, a favorite. Like you I'll might say, think that watermelon is my favorite because of yeah. what I've been doing, but it's not. That's what I was going to say. It's not. Like, I don't have a favorite. Like, they're all my favorite when I'm eating them. You know, like what I'm doing on the watermelon, I could do with grapes, I could do with mango, you know. Um, I could definitely do it avocado, but I don't think that would be, you know, <laughs> ideal, no. you know, um, it's just so oranges, apples, like mm. I was eating so many apples before. Whew. I love fruit. I can't pick one. I just can't like, that's fine. That's fine. Just a fruits. When you said that they just all, just all in one time. <laughs> Why, you know, why pick one, eh? <laughs> yeah, I, I can't pick one. <laughs> That's fine. Okay, so can you describe yourself in one word? I'm not good at this. Describe myself in one word, spiritual. Nice, I like that. What's one book that everyone needs to read? One book? Yeah, one book. Okay, I'm missing the point of the game. I'm still trying to be one. That's all good. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be no good. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to pick the best answer. So, hmm. The book that came, the two books that came to mind was the Bible and the mucusless diet healing system. But the Bible is tricky. That's a tricky mm. book to navigate. So the mucusless diet healing system is a if you care about your health, that is a, I, I don't know of a better book to read than that. Like that is, like I consider that like my other Bible. 
you know, that's a that's a book that I like to read like regularly. Like I don't just that's not a book that you just read one time. That's a book that yeah. you just read over and over and over and over. It's a powerful yeah. book. It's a great read. Powerful yeah. book. And he'll he'll tell you about some protein. He'll tell you about the bullshit of protein, the protein myth and how dangerous it is and how how many diseases too much protein causes. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, he gets into it. Mm-hmm. On that, what's the greatest piece of advice you've ever received? From another person? Yeah, ideally. I have nothing. Okay, how about from yourself, from your intuition? What's the, if you had to give someone one piece of advice, or let's say your 20 year old self, you had to give him advice, what would you say? Don't care about what people think. Hmm. Yeah, and true. look for within. Look within. Everything you need is within. Yeah, powerful, powerful. What are three things you can't live without or wouldn't want to live without? My spirituality, like that, my, just that whole relationship, that connection that I have. Like to the divine, um, fruits. Yeah, I'd say that as well. I don't know if I have three, like those two, right? I, I mean, you know, that's, a place to stay, that's cool. some shelter. That's cool. You know, that'd be nice. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> What's your greatest strength and your biggest weakness? My greatest strength. See, like you asking me things about myself and I never like, I never. I, uh, I was just thinking if I measure myself this. like this, you know what I mean? Like yeah, I, never, I don't know if I'd be able to think about it either. <laughs> yeah. So my greatest strength, I I would say, is my humility. And what was the other part? Biggest weakness, or my biggest yeah. weakness. Um, I would say. I don't know this. I ain't trying to be arrogant, but <laughs> no, no. I don't know. Uh, I, I'm gonna say uh, temper. I'll say temper. Okay. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's something I've got to work on. <laughs> I say temper because I know, like, sometimes I can uh, or presumptuousness, right? Which they're both kind of connected. You know, because sometimes I, I notice that I, I, uh, I can be presumptuous, right? Like somebody can say something and, you know, I'll interpret it a certain way. And I don't always seek to make sure I understand that I'm understanding them correctly before I respond, mm. you know, which is what, you know, I'm, I'm getting better at doing. Like, let me make sure I understand you first. Like, yeah. how I think you meant that is how you really meant that. Now, yeah. when I do that, often it's like, no, nah, that's not how I meant that. And then I'd be like, so glad I asked first instead of responding to what I thought you meant. So that's a, that's a, that's a really necessary craft to hone. 
right? You got it's it's powerful and it, it goes a long way in relationships. It it just cuts out confusion, you know, to get clarity in a relationship before you respond to anything. It's huge. Mm. So getting better at that. That's something we can all work on, man. <laughs> Myself included. <laughs> um, do you believe in having a purpose? If so, what's your purpose in life? What were you put in this body to do? Oh, absolutely. No doubt. Nothing, nothing in all of creation was ever made without a purpose. You know, everyone, everything has a per everything has a purpose. Nature shows you this. You study nature. There is nothing in nature without a purpose. Even things that we just don't give any respect to has purpose, like ants, right? As insignificant as they seem, they have a very significant purpose. You know, a blade of grass has a purpose. You know, nothing is here without reason, but to add to that, none of us just has one purpose. Like there's purpose in every day. Every day you're here, you're here for a reason. It could be several reasons. Like in one day, like say for example, you know, you meet several people and you're able, you know, like, like people in need, homeless people or whatever, and you're able to bless five or six different people at different times throughout the day with a financial gift. Mm. That's all purpose. You know, nothing is without purpose. Like purpose is like every single second there's purpose in it. You know, um, and did you say what, what do I believe mine is? Yeah. There's been, you know, so many. Um, right now, one of my yeah. main purposes while I've been on this watermelon is to give people the keys to unlock the prisons that they're in, right? It's to help set people free, to point people in the right direction, you know, to show people out the way out of darkness and into the light. You know, and it's not just with fruit. It's in a lot of areas. You know, um, I that's that's definitely one of my overall main purposes. Yeah. You know, for being here. Period. That's beautiful. You know. That's beautiful. Um. But yeah, yeah, to to expose the lies and reveal the truth. That's it right there. Yeah, that's powerful. That's powerful. And finally, what are you grateful for today? You said you was respecting my time. You can't yes. ask me questions like that and respect my time at the same time. <laughs> I, you know, gratitude changed my life. It changed my life. Like it literally transformed. Like I used to, my energy used to be that of ungratefulness. That used to be my dominant energy. And that energy manifested all throughout my life. Like I had a miserable life. 
Like I suffered from depression, I was suicidal, like I hated living, you know? And that stems from ungratefulness, you know? Mm. And once I became aware of this and started becoming aware of the law of complaining and the law of gratitude and how they both work, it's like, whoa, so I, I've been doing this to all, to myself. Like all of this suffering, I've been doing it to my, okay, I'm done. Like that moment, I'm practicing gratitude. Like when I first start practicing gratitude, like I literally, I remember like I would just sit and think like, what could I be grateful for? Like, that's how poisoned my mind was. Like, I, I, I couldn't think of anything. Me too. Like, when I say all I thought, like, all I saw was negativity, that's all I saw. It don't matter how good, you know, something was that happened to me. I would find the negative in it. I would find something I didn't like about it and complain about that. And so... I started changing that over to gratitude and it took it like it took some time. Like I, I was writing shit down like and just like, man, OK, I got another one and I have two things like several hours have went by and I got two things written down to be grateful for. That's how it started for me. But now it's like. It's amazing how it's a total 180. Yeah. Right. Like. There's literally nothing that I'm not thankful for or grateful for. Like there's nothing like when I tell you that. As hard as it was for me to find something to be thankful for back then, that it's that hard for me to find something to complain about now. That's what it is. Yeah. I, I, I've grown into being able to see everything as good. If it's uncomfortable, if it don't feel good, if I don't understand it, it doesn't matter because I know it's good. Like I know everything is working for my good in some kind of way. Everything that's happening is for my benefit in some kind of way. Every experience I can learn from and gain wisdom from, and it's there in some kind of way. And nothing is ever what we call bad. Nothing is ever as bad as it could be. That alone is something to be thankful for. Because, you know, the shit that we could complain about, it could always be worse. Right? So you could be thankful that it's not worse. You know, like how people, like people say, oh, this is, you know, this day couldn't get any worse. Yes, it can. Definitely. It could get a lot worse, you know, and you should be thankful that it's not. You know, I just can't see bad anymore. Like, I don't know how, like, I don't know how to be negative anymore. Like, I just don't. So, like, I could go, like... I would exhaust myself telling you everything I'm thankful for. Well, that's amazing. I'm grateful for this conversation and yeah, that outlook Absolutely. on life is an 
it's an outlook on life i'm trying to cultivate in my life let's say because there's moments where i find myself being ungrateful but like you say it could always be worse and there's so much to be grateful for and that's a great place to end i think and i just want to you've graced me with your presence you've graced the listeners with your presence so just give you the floor let the people know where they can find you what you've got going on and yeah just spread the word so um i'm kev ramon on everything um youtube kev ramon k-e-v-r-a-m-o-n um oh it's on the screen so yeah um on <laughs> facebook it's that on instagram it's that on tiktok it's kev dot ramon because i think my name wasn't available so it's kev dot ramon yep so come check me out come follow me subscribe to my channel um follow me on tiktok instagram um facebook youtube and dm me send me a message drop some comments say what's up introduce yourself tell me you saw me on this interview perfect great place to leave off peace and love everyone